doesn't say Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. That, uh, well, listen, I've just literally half an hour ago, I've just come back off on holiday. I've had a fantastic time in Iceland. And uh, there's a bit of gossip from that, actually. Um, and I'm on the train, right, from Luton, and I get this WhatsApp. <laughs> and who's it from? It's, uh, I don't know, I haven't even got any of these lined up. The ice to my land, the rake to my Vic. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Palmer saying, we're doing a podcast tonight, son. <laughs> it's like, you know, give us a chance. You know, I haven't even seen the game from Sunday. But you know what? It's been a what It seems, obviously, I've been away. So it's for me, it seems like an age since we did, you know, since we last did our yeah, yeah. Uh, episode 28. It's a week and a half. So apologies for the delay. Uh, but here we are. Nathan, hello. How you doing, Paul? I've been itching to speak to you about the Bengals. I mean, what a huge game on Sunday against the Ravens, you know. A lot of ill feelings come out of it. You've been buggered off to Iceland, didn't even bother watching the game. I was so. out on a lash, mate, on Sunday. When so. in Reykjavik, you've got to go and you got to go and drink the Brennivin and, and the... The Einstock. The Einstock. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether that's a made-up thing because I saw absolutely no really? Einstock in... God, that's disappointing. That's yeah, a, that's a beautiful it's a good... Drop, it's a good Drop in it. It's, it's really, really nice. nice but um, yeah, I had a fantastic time. Almost had a Tinder date out there. Last oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot and I left my Tinder on, and suddenly someone and I was like on the bog one night, and uh, I was like, <laughs> God, this has turned nasty in it already. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like swiping away, and I matched with someone, and she sent me a message last night, and I went to a gig on Friday night in Reykjavik. And before I went into this gig, I got chatting to this barmaid, right? God, look, leave this out. It's like the... Uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's legit. It's not, it's not a rude story. This it's player like, in Reykjavik, he's no. on Tinder, he's chatting up barmaids. Well, I wasn't. You know? I was just trying to find out what time the gig was, how much it cost, because no, Reyk- Reykjavik is like super expensive. So yeah, I was yeah. like, if it's like 50 quid to get in, I'm not doing it, because it was like some Icelandic hip-hop act called Lord Puswit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... So this woman was going, no, no, it's all free, just bowl up at, you know, nine o'clock, he's on at half nine. I say, yeah, cool, uh, let's do it. You know, when in Rome and Do everything. what? The gig. <laughs> and then I matched with this uh, young woman, I didn't even know who it was, and um, she sent a message and said, uh, you didn't come in to that to the bar that she worked at, it's called Hurra. Hurra. You didn't, you didn't come into Hurra uh, on Friday night, did you? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I talked to you. I was the barmaid, oh. and I was like, "You're kidding me!" And I was in a restaurant having so like, the same woman. Yeah. Okay. Her name was Rex. This <laughs> 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 story's so absurd. And I was like, "Okay," because um, you never know. People are called all sorts over there. You know? Surname Burkhead. <laughs> Imagine. I would have been in there. I would have been well up for a bit of Burkhead action. With a nice little wig on. Because <laughs> he's out for a season. He could be over there, couldn't he? He could be. He could be on... I need to check Tinder again, don't I, really? Have a good look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was dark in that bar, so it could have been anyone, really. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, we didn't get to meet because it was about 10 o'clock when this uh, conversation happened. I was out having a last meal in Reykjavik, and I said to her, well, look, it's my last night, and... Um, you know, it's. I mean, if you want to meet for a drink, it's only going to be a short one, um, <laughs> unless you know. But um, anyway, so it fell through. Poor Rex. So the love that time. could have been. The love that could have been. Lovely Rex. 
Raunchy well, Rex. Go. There you go. So we basically this podcast now is Paul's love life. We're back to the no, beginning. No, no, yeah, we've gone. Since that has gone full circle now. <laughs> so uh, I had a fantastic time, Nathan. I brought you back a present. Um, you know how we like to taste different foodstuffs from around the world. We've got a bit cultured now. It used to be like we're just getting on the lash every week. Now, you know, Reykjavik in Iceland is famed for their fish products, right? It's like. <laughs> Rotting shark, that's the thing over really? there. Really? Yeah, it's not. I actually tasted some for the first time at a market. Rotting shark. And apparently the smell, when you first open the can, is like it, it literally makes you vomit immediately. Because <laughs> it's like this strong, basically smells of like Rotting the strongest flesh. piss oh, you've really? ever smelled. And you're like this ammonia smell. Oh. Um, and the taste is like, you know, but it's a delicacy. They rot it underground for however long. So I thought, you know what, while I'm here, it's out on the counter, so, oh, you know. Mate. And you listen. You it's expensive. You know, everything's expensive over there. Yeah. Everything costs about 20 quid at least <laughs> over there. 20 quid, yeah. So if you go for your pret over there and get a sandwich and a bag of crisps or whatever, that's 20 quid. Really? Jesus. Yeah, God. it's like super expensive. Anyway, so I had a little bit of this rotting shark, and it's like fishy chewing gum. Oh really? It's like really chewy, and it just—it's like it's not long. However, I didn't bring you back that. So don't I was going to say thank you for that. Um, what I brought you back is some cool dried cod. Ooh, uh, it's called betar. Is that twenty quid as well? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> and I've actually tried this before, and it's quite nice. So, so what is this dried cod? Oh, it smells really strong, actually. <laughs> it looks like a really like shriveled up breadstick. It's a crisp, yeah, but smell it. It smells a bit like that stuff you had on before yeah, in Japan. Yeah, squiddy stuff. Is you want me to eat it? Yeah, I do, yeah. It tastes like fish food. Yeah. Like, exactly like you said with the squid. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. But it's not bad, is it? It's not awful. No, it's not awful. God, it that. says 88% protein on it. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. That's right. It, it tastes like I used to have like a fish pond. You used to throw the fish stuff. It smells and tastes like that. You you, what, how, oh, okay. But you didn't eat the fish. No, food. but I can yeah. imagine if that's what it would have tasted like. Okay, right. It's not bad though. Yeah, there you go. That's another. It needs a dip. It needs a dip. It needs. It's a bit dry. Well, I guess the, sweet chili the sauce. Clue, the clue. <laughs> some taramasalata or something. <laughs> um, some hummus even for the. Uh... No, too, I don't like hummus. It's too dry. Hummus. Yeah. What do you mean too dry? It's not very exciting flavour. It's a bit dull. There's not much juice to it. Okay. Yeah, you like your chilli sauce, don't you? Oh, I love it. Chilli sauce with that, sir? I love it, but garlic sauce. Yeah, that's true. Love I bet it. you're a nightmare on Friday nights with your kebabs, Oh, mate. You? All over my trousers. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. You dirty monkey. Let's get back to the football, yeah? <laughs> I know. I've been itching. I've got you off that train, and I want to have, like, we want to have a chat about this. What okay, so what we're going to do, I've not seen the game, and obviously I've seen sort of various tweets about it. I know we lost. I know... Bullock missed a 52 yarder. I know that Lamar Jackson ran a load of stuff. They had another running back that ran for over 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from what I can gather, we played better. So, Nathan, what uh, what was it like? How were they? Do you know what? The first thing I'm going to say is it was a fantastically entertaining game. I think mostly because it was close. You know, it swung back and forth. The Ravens looked initially like they were going to absolutely tear it up. We sort of held in there, dug in. You know, just got into half time in the game. Came out after the half and looked fantastic. And we took the game by the scruff of the neck. We really did take it by the scruff of the neck. We came straight out, got a turnover, scored, got the ball back off them, scored, looked incredible. You know, at an eight point lead, they 
they're on the you know we're eight points up Jackson drops back sacked second and 17 and you're thinking if we can get the ball back here up eight like we could really stuff this down their throat and finish it and from that point they went 80 yards scored a touchdown scored the two point conversion and then took control at their end and we never got it back and I think in terms of like what was it an improvement I mean I was saying this to you a minute ago before we started the last couple of games is hard because it was so 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 poor against some of the best teams in the NFL you know we played the Chiefs got blown out we played uh, the Saints got completely blown out so I think you know to go on the road to play a team that's starting their rookie quarterback in his first ever start and who basically ran a college offense. I mean, it was a really bizarre offensive game plan. You know, they came out, Jack Jackson ran the ball 27 times. I mean, you know, that is a college-style offense where your quarterbacks just literally, like, you know, option read, I'm going with it. And I read that Marvin um, made headlines on the NFL site saying that, you know, he's not going to keep that up. He can't keep that up. Oh, you can't. No. It, it, I, I echo that completely. I, I'm not sure how they think that they're going to run that week in, week out. Because not only did the geezer run it 27 times, you know, he took hits as a quarterback. I mean, he must have taken 30, 35 hits in the game. Mm. So for a guy, and he's not the biggest guy in the world either. So for I mean... Like, did he actually pass it at all? A couple of times. Yeah. I mean, and he, well, to be fair, he extended a couple of key plays to keep the drives alive. He looked quite good, but I, I, I question, I mean, the interception was lazy on his part. But going back to what I think about it, it's extremely frustrating. We really had a chance to win it, and it would have been such a huge win. And it, like, like in so many key games when we, you know, we really think we could turn the corner, you know, we're up against the wall, would have been a huge win. We fell short, and I think we're, we're looking down a bit of a dark hole at the moment at five and five. I mean, I don't know what do you think. I mean, from like you know, seeing what you've read and stuff, are you well, disappointed? Um, are you angry? Like, Jimmy, how do you feel? Japan, Jimmy. Yeah, you know, um, who know who who was on a, a guest on this podcast a while back when him and you me and when he bought the squid, the dried squid. That was nice. That dried. That squid, was like, it? nicer than that stuff. I think. Yeah, the dry that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, he said it's like frustrating because they were just like you were saying they were doing the same thing. We just couldn't stop it. Yeah, couldn't stop it. No, I know. Um, but I was, I was I'd be interested to see you know how Marvel do they tackle better, for instance. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, I mean, for example, like, there was a key false down and mm. Jackson tried to go for it himself on a sneak and they didn't get it. And normally with a QB sneak, it's just, you know, a complete guarantee. Mm. And they stopped that. They got, they pressured the quarterback now and again. They got, you know, Sam Hubbard got a good sack. Yeah. But again, you're playing a team that really across the board haven't got any, like, superstars. You know, Michael Crabtree's not a superstar. Um, John Brown, you know, the speedster, he's, he's good, but he's not, an elite right wide receiver, you know, they've got a couple of tight ends at like Nick Boyle and stuff like that. Again, they're good, they're not superstars. The offensive line's average. And you're starting a rookie quarterback who was, you know, not even like a Sam Darnold, Josh Allen at the yeah, top end of the yeah. draft. He was very much more sort of a late twenties, mm. you know, sort of guy that has problems and flaws, hence why he wasn't in that top level of things. And he's gone and rolled us over. And I think, you know, yes, we, I think it's 24 points they got. It's an improvement on 50. Yeah. But they still turned us over for 400 yards. They had two 100-yard rushes against us, which mm. is pretty diabolical. And it's low-risk football running the ball, really. If mm. you can run it like that and you can, you know, put up an average five, six yards of carry and just keep going, it wears us out. Yeah. You're not risking any, like, horrendous pick sixes or anything yeah. nasty like that or fumbles or anything, you know, like strip sacks and stuff. So... 
I give credit to the Ravens. I mean, credit to John Harbour. I, I always really rate John Harbour as a head coach. Mm. I think well, he's been on the hot seat a bit. This yeah, year. he has. I mean, the important thing for the Ravens, like us, it was a. They had to win that game. Oh, they, if they lost that game, their they season was bad. over. Yeah, uh, and they were also out for revenge. Uh, Absolutely, after what we did to them last year. Absolutely. You know? So there was, you know, no doubt they were pumped up. But I tend to agree with you. I, I saw that as a winnable game, and we always play them really, really well. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was a close game. And as you say, you know, we're entering a period now, starting with that Ravens game, that isn't the Saints. That isn't no, the exactly. Chiefs. Uh, the winnable games coming mm. up. You know. We've got the Browns on Sunday, more on that in a little while. We've got Denver coming up. We've got the Raiders coming That's up. That's what I mean. You know, um, so we need to start getting onto it. And I, I put on my predictions last week that I expected us to lose. Yeah, I did, yeah. But I expected an improvement and also it could, you know, hopefully lead on to better things as the season yeah. goes on. Um, how did Dalton play? How did the offence look? Because I read a, a few times that Again, it was a bit inconsistent. I feel sorry for Andy Dalton. I feel a bit either. I mean, I know people know I'm not the biggest advocate of Bill Lazor, but I think they're working with a bit of a shoestring, to be honest. I mean, you know, Billy Price has only just come back. Um, I still think the offensive line is below average. Yeah. Um, against a good defence, though. Yeah, against a, that's, that's true. And I think, you know, Giovanni Bernard's just come back. Mixon you do sometimes wonder if he's even still healthy. I mean, he he had a good game in the passing game, but he's, I think he ran 12, I think 11 times, yeah. 12 yards, um, which was disappointing. Um, and he's really Dalton out there throwing to a third string tight end. Mm. And he's throwing down his real only weapon on the day consistently is Tyler Boyd, who yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd, the, the elusiveness he's got, the, you know, the agility, the ability to mm. sort of create separation is absolutely fantastic. And yet they went to Cody Core on that crucial yeah. fourth I, down. I think the criticism of Core is hard. I, I don't really know. To be fair, I don't really know why he's on the roster. But I think people point... Special teams, that's why. Yeah, true, true, true. But I think, you know, people pointing the finger at him on a drop on fourth down, yes, we shouldn't be throwing the ball to him. But in complete honesty, you know, we can't... It's so, so obvious for us just to sort of ping the ball around to Tyler Boyd and then now and again try and throw a deep ball to John Ross. So you do have to try and, he, and get those guys involved. he did snag in an amazing catch. He did, but touchdown. then he didn't do anything else. Mm. He had one other catcher, I think, like three or four yards. And I think when AJ Green's out, yes, he had a very good touchdown, but John Ross has got to be catching five passes in that game. You know, he's got to be a real factor. But there's a question mark over his fitness as well. Isn't yeah, there? exactly. You know, so... So I really do think that offence is running on steam a little bit at the moment. And if we're going to have any sort of a run at the playoffs, we've got to get AJ Green back. You know, you have to have him in there. And all the reports today saying that he will be back this week, yeah. as will Nick Vigil, which... Yeah, which we need. Which we need. We need bodies in that linebacker court. Um, so, you know, we've got the Browns twice coming up. We could well beat them both. Yeah. Certainly, I think we're just about the better team, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Raiders I mean that Browns game I mean if you're looking at it you, there's obviously the factor with Hugh Jackson being in it you know what I mean he's going to hopefully be able to sort of shed a bit of light into what they're up to their game plan their scheme etc but it really is I mean I hate to always use this phrase but it is a must win Yeah, you can't lose that game if we go 5 and 6 I think we're in the bin yeah well I wouldn't I've, say in I've, the bin. We're but in the recycling. I, th I think, yeah, we're in the recycling. Um, but you know, we 
we still got a chance for eight and eight if we go five and six. I know that's not good enough. No, it's but not. in terms of playoffs, I think you're right. Um, it's at home. Yeah, I mean, they just need to. What they've lost their last four, basically, haven't they? Last four out of five. So Ray, yes, that's right. And they, you know, they could well have lost that game. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they could have done. Yeah. Um, so, anything else to add for the Ravens? I mean, I think the Bullock miss. I mean, you know, I'm not a big fan of Bullock, and I think you know, I don't. I think, think I think I saw steam rising from Northwest London <laughs> from Reykjavik, and I thought that must. You know, apparently Iceland's got some major volcanoes, but I, I think I see one on the horizon about 1,200 miles away. I just think the Bullock, I'm not even going to go on a rant. To me, he just, he is a below average kicker. And I don't, he's not a terrible kicker, he's not a poor kicker, but he's never going to make you a 57 8 yarder. I think, didn't Tucker nail, I know Tucker's Tucker the best nailed kicker a 56 yarder. He's the best ease. in the league, isn't he? And that's the difference in the game. Yeah. You know, Tucker puts that wide left, Bullock nails his, and we win the game. Yeah. So it's simple as that. And, you know, he's never going to be able to hit those. It, he wouldn't hit a... I don't think they'd send him out there for a 56, 7-yarder. Yeah, so yeah. you automatically lose that sort of five yards of benefit. Yeah, I just don't think he's that... He has made some kicks that are quite clutch kicks here and there. I mean, this was a literal, like, you kick it, um, you know, we're really in with a chance for this game. Hmm. It's only 51, might have been 52. Yeah, He should be able to get that. And I just think to give him that extension, to give him that job over Jake Elliott in the in the first place, don't do it to yourself. No, Nathan. no, no. But don't it's just, do it you, yourself, you're, you're, it's settling for mediocrity, and people accuse the Bengals all the time of that's the problem for them is they're settling for mediocrity. And Bullock just that it just epitomised that he is a mediocre to below average mediocre kicker, but he's consistently yeah, that. yeah, right. You know, well, I to me, I take quite because Elliott still burns. Hot and cold slightly. He does, he does. Um, and Bullock, but he's young. Yeah, Bullocks is, you know, pr- he is consistent. But trouble <laughs> he is, is... He's consistent four, four, four and a half out of ten. But surely that's what you want out of a kicker though, right? You want a kicker that's consistently like seven out of ten, like a Graham Gano type kicker or a like... Janikowski or whatever. Yeah, somewhat. It doesn't need to be a tucker. But like a Mason Crosby, and I know Mason Crosby had a bit of a meltdown earlier this season, but like but someone that you can rely on like that, that yeah. yes, they will miss kicks now and again, but that they can offer you like a 56-7 yarder. They, they they can nail you one under pressure. Even Mike Nugent nailed a few hard kicks under pressure. But then he went years. horribly wrong, didn't yes, he? He, he, did. he? He sort of, not just off a cliff, he drove off the yeah. planet. I but think, there was a time where Nugent was like automatic and one of the highest percentages. Is he still playing now, Nugent? He's not. I think he was around, with the Giants. He's he with the Cowboys at one point. Goodness me. Um, good on Mike. Good on News. I like Mike News. Keep, keep keeping on, <laughs> even though he's, he's he seemed like a good bloke, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but a terrible kicker. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, of course, uh, a bit more news. Um, <clears throat> Preston Browns on IR. Yeah, that's a disappointing. And they've signed a new uh, defensive end who I can't remember the name of. I don't think anybody from knows the Saints. Them. Right. Okay. Um, German, isn't he? Is it? Yeah. Wolfgang Wolfgangstrofen. <laughs> he, he had five Hello, sacks. Hello, Marvin. My name is Wolfgang. <laughs> he had five sacks for the Saints three years ago. Well, so. brilliant. Well done, Wolfgang. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're pretty much dead. I mean, Burfitt looked dreadful in that game. Did he? Yeah. He whiffed a few tackles yeah. and, you know, just didn't feel like he offered. I mean, he came up, again, he's coming back from injury, but... The longer this goes on, the longer you. I think you have to have fans a serious are word. I think at the start of the season, if you'd polled fans and said, "Do you want to keep Burfitt?" they'd have been sixty forty yes. And I think now they're probably 50, 65, 50. 
35 no right right I, really okay. do, I think it's well i, 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 I think definitely quickly. the the scales of of opinion have changed dramatically for, for i do i don't think it's just me but um you know because he's one of those fans favorites isn't he do, yeah regardless of his, his you know silly business but I do, just the fact that he's just not playing. It's no. not good enough. And There's too many things that are stacking up as negatives. You know, the fact that he's injury prone. I mean, he came out of the game a few times. You know, he always does. He comes to the sideline. Yeah. The announcer, perfect's down and hurt. And then he's back on the next drive. Right, and, typical perfect. Really, yeah, yeah, like, and it, it's just, you know, and then you put another linebacker in a position they shouldn't be in. You have to shuffle it around a bit. And, or play Hardy Nickerson, which is always a bad thing. <laughs> which I is think. always a bad thing. So... Yeah, I, I we're a bit patched up, but hopefully AJ will be back. Hopefully it's another week that Ross has got under his belt and he's got to take some confidence from that touchdown catch. You know, he's scored a couple of touchdown. He's got in. four yeah. and 120 yards. He looks like a threat. Do you know what? When I did, see, I did see that. Um, Oh yeah, he's got more touchdown catches than catches, more or less. Almost. Honestly, it's near because he's he's got 120 yards. He's sense. averaging like 30 yards. He scores. Well, that says which is crazy. That isn't catch it? that he made on Sunday, I did see that bit on the on the little alerts mm. that I get on my phone. That was like him in college. Oh, I mean, he was a contested ball. He good hands, got his feet in bounds, ball. great body control, good eyes. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So we just want more, just want more of it. I think he could come good next season. Yeah. I think I think this season is his first, it's like his rookie season this year. Yeah, it is. You know, he's really getting to grips with the speed of it and yeah. you know some of the moves and some of the routes and stuff and yeah. I think next next year I reckon it could be his year. Well, let's hope so. Um let's hope I mean oh, blimey. Um we've got some work to do to dig ourselves out of this hole, but you know as I say, we're not playing anyone like the Saints until, say, the Chargers, who are yeah. a good team. Uh, and obviously we've got the Steelers at the end of the year. Steelers might not be interested in that game, though. I know they it's always... the Bengals, though, mate. Yeah, but if, they're, if they've got their position, they're, they're, they'll be knocking around the sort of... Oh, they might be in it for the second seed, though, mightn't they? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's touch and go at the moment, isn't it? I mean, we've got to pull something out of the bag, and it has to start this week. What did you think about Hugh Jackson? Well, mentioned at the top of the show that, uh, you know, it, there seems to have been a lot of things, or a lot of time has passed since the last one, and there certainly has been uh, a lot of things going on at Paul Brown Stadium. And, of course, one of them was Terrell Austin getting fired. Yeah. Uh, and being replaced by Marvin Lewis himself. <laughs> and then Marvin, not really surprised to anyone, really, getting Hugh back in mm. as a kind of special assistant executive masseur I don't know whatever you want to call it you know a bit on the side a bit on the side his bro his bezzy his I don't know his lieutenant his <laughs> his silent assassin or whatever I don't know uh, to me I'm you know I you know I've sort of been banging on about Terrell Austin I think he's been a disaster really yeah absolute disaster mm. uh i understand that the need for m- much more or many more turnovers which we have kind of got yeah yeah but his scheme seems to have just bet the house on everything and yeah. the f- not just this there was hardly any creativity there wasn't, there wasn't much disguise going on um and it, uh, for my limited knowledge, it looked as though the fundamentals were all over the shop. Yeah, it looked like I, I got the impression the players were a little bit fed up with it as well. Well, and uh, you no know, one really came out and supported him, which no, I think is quite I mean, indicative. Everyone came out and said he's a good guy, right? He's a yeah, good bloke. Yeah. 
but his scheme they're like head scratches you know i think against especially against pittsburgh that cover zero nightmare yeah they gave the touchdown and you saw that bit of footage with perfect walking into the changing room going you know we haven't even practiced that yeah yeah and that's like okay that's trouble so i think i don't think and you we mentioned it before you know certainly in the secondary there seems to have been confusion Mm. that austin's sort of zones and soft zones and whatever seems to confuse the hell out of them Yeah, yeah yeah um not all the time, but you you know, it's very unlike the Bengals because we've been used to fairly solid secondary play well, yeah, in yeah. the last ten years. You know, we're going back to Jonathan Joseph, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, Leon Hall, Leon Hall, two great uh, cornerback tandems, and then latterly Kirkpatrick and uh, Pacman, yeah, and now you know Kirkpatrick's gone off the ball a little bit, uh, but Jackson's pretty solid, mm. even though he's not quite kicked on as we hoped. You know, Reggie Nelson, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, now Jesse Bates and George Iloka, and you know, so but there seems to be a bit been a bit, bit of confusion, mm. and it's noticeable. <clears throat> um, so I was absolutely delighted when he left, which sounds horrible. It but needs it, a kick up the arse, doesn't it? And it I'm, really does. I think a lot of people, including myself, was kind of quite excited to see. Uh, what Marvin can do as a coordinator. But yeah, I did great. fear for him. I feared for his sort of sanity a little bit because you could you could tell in the press conferences that he was taking it really, really personally, as he should because he's the head coach yep. and the buck stops with him. But, you know, Marvin, he's a good guy and he just seemed to be like, I'm just going to carry this on my shoulders, everything. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why he got Hugh in because he, need, he needs to share responsibility it is difficult as well because I think that he, he's like we talked about last week. His options, really, as far as it could go, is give it to Jim Haslett, yeah, the linebackers coach who was the ex head uh, head coach of the Saints. And the argument really there is, well, the main problem on defense is the linebackers. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like none of those linebackers, your Hardy Nickersons, your Jordan Evans, your players like that. They haven't come on this year. If they've anything, they've looked worse. So to, to give the keys to the defence to someone who's not performing themselves, it's like promoting someone, you know, in your office that's not doing anything. You've sacked their manager, and now you're going to give them the job, even though that's the main problem. So you can't really give it to him. And in the end, Marvin's like, you can't really bring in anyone mid-season. They got picked. Like, that was like you were saying last week. You got to pick the whole system up. You got to learn about it. You got to be able to play call and get you, get to know the players. So Marvin's basically said, you know, I know the team better than anyone. I'm going to step in, make the play calls and bring Hugh in. And he can oversee some of the elements of the head coaching side because I know he can do it. Yeah. Whether he can do it well or not, we don't know. Well, I think I think um, <clears throat> a few people were like, oh, no, not again. But I was, I'm fine with it. I'm, I am as well. I'm fine with <clears throat> It makes absolute sense to me. You're getting a guy in who, whenever he's been with the Bengals, the Bengals have gone to the playoffs. Yeah, and he's been good and he's been coveted he's for a, head coach he's positions. He's brilliant coordinator is mm. a brilliant you know assistant coach whatever you want to call him yeah yeah the players love him yeah he's got a lot of fantastic energy yeah um i was absolutely fine with it yeah if I you agree. if you were to ask me because there was a lot of speculation then on whether this much fabled much talked about succession plan that marvin had in place yeah, yeah. to kind of get Hugh into a head coaching role once he you know puts on his slippers and, and sits by the fire. Um, now, that's a different question entirely because I don't actually think Hugh's a very good head coach. Yeah, and I, I think Mike Brown might want that as well. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised at yeah, all because if next it, season that Hugh's was where we shown went. loyalty to the Bengals and the Bengals have shown loyalty to him. 
He is a natural fit. One thing I will say, Mike Zim is on the hot seat at the moment. Is he? Apparently, I read it a little bit because you know the Vikings have, are underperforming this year. Um, that's that's crazy though, isn't it? When you think about the NFL, well, like Marvin sort you. of keeps going and like, you know, somehow still has his job after multiple <laughs> no, seasons right. that would have seen most head coaches canned. Yeah, <laughs> you got Mike Zimmer, who, to my mind, has done a fantastic job with the Vikings. Where mm. you forget the Vikings weren't a good team when he took no, over. No, not at all. And, and almost they, instantly they were a good yeah. team. Yeah, I mean, I'd take Zimmer over Hugh. Oh any God, day of the week. yeah. So, so I mean, that's a little bit down the road to be discussed. Marvin's this succession plan that apparently they had in place before Hugh went to the Browns. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, that dried cod is really starting to repeat on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, you know, but uh, for the moment, I think it's a really, really good appointment. You know, I think it's it makes total sense to me. Yeah, I mean, if he can give, he will be able. I'm not saying he's just going to give us the you know, the blueprint to beat the Browns twice. But he will definitely be able to help us. He will be able to help the defence say, this is what they try and do offensively. This is what Mayfield's good at. How did the Browns get on on the weekend? Uh, they it? were bye week. Bye week, right. Yeah. Um, um, so, I mean, the Browns are a good team. They've got, well, I wouldn't quite go that far yet, but they've got some really good players. They're young. They're young. I mean, you've got Mayfield, that Nick Chubb, both rookies, both looking quite exciting. Um, you know they they have got the makings of a team that are quite tough and they will play the Bengals hard if anything having Hugh Jackson will put a bit of a target on the Bengals back 100%. the Browns will want to beat the Bengals with him stood on the other sidelines they will be motivated yeah. by that yeah um, one thing I would say about Marv just going back to Marv uh, as a defensive coordinator of course the last time he was a defensive coordinator he won the Super Bowl yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. But you forget I, he's won the Super Bowl. They played twice. a clip twice. Yeah, he was on the Pittsburgh a Pittsburgh team that he, he was a not coordinator, but he was a coach. Oh really? Pit- and I then he was that. then he was DC, went on to Baltimore and he won. They showed a clip of it in the game. Him right, on okay. the sidelines with um oh what's his name? The old Ravens head coach, Brian Billick. Right, yeah. And they're like big yeah. mates, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I you know, the difference, the, the difference in personnel then and now is know, yeah. enormous. Oh know? god, yeah. He he had one of the best defenses, arguably, of the modern Ray era. Lewis, you know, Reed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate Ray Lewis, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, but and you look at what we've got. We've got Hardy Nickerson and Jordan. Adolphus Washington, and <laughs> <laughs> you know all those. And that's a bit unkind, but you know what I mean. But I would, I would, act, I would just a say Wolfgang to people, and, and yeah, and, and Wolfgang Schnurrensavens, and and Wolfgang, he crazy, he liked the tackle, um, yeah, um, but yeah, the, I would temper anyone's expectation just because of the <coughs> a he hasn't done it for a long time, and b just the level of personnel is just not there. Yeah, I mean, he he said after the game that he had some communication issues on the first drive using the new like headsets because it's different to what the head coach has to yeah, use, yeah, and yeah. there's different you know signals and whatever else so but apparently a lot of people have said it's given him a new lease of life they said he's well been, I've, I've always yeah. said that um marvin to me without knowing 100 percent uh obviously i'm a very close friend of his but um <laughs> <laughs> i think he loves coaching yeah like yeah. actually getting on the field and coaching yeah yeah and he's not i mean the argument has always been there his his game management his time management has been pretty poor, mm. and his conservatism during games. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the way he ga- <clears throat> they game plan for games is pretty 
yeah. pretty average at times. Yeah, yeah. So I've always thought he he's he's a better sort of coach on the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, than he is a, an overseeing head coach. Yeah. Um, so we'll, I mean, we'll see, won't we? We'll see what happens. It, I think it looked a little bit better. The, the, the teammate, you know, it looked a little bit more exciting. They, they, it seemed a little bit more up for it, and yeah. you know, so let. I mean, it's going to be a big test against the Browns. I mean, yeah. we both said in that last game, the next two games, the Ravens and the Browns were massive. You lose both, your season's over. You win both, and your season's in a really good position. You'll probably make the playoffs. You split the two of them. You're six and six. You got a real chance. So we've got that chance on Sunday, and we need to take it. Yes, um, I agree. Um, though, of course, we need to talk about uh, Sunday, don't we? Because we have a meetup in Sheffield, and it's at the uh, Red Deer Pub, and it starts at um, where is that? It's Pitt Street. And I'm not entirely happy with saying the word Pitt on this podcast, but uh, yeah, the Red Deer uh, Pub, eighteen. Pitt Street, Sheffield, uh, 5.30 till about half 10-ish, 11, whatever. Um, we're going to be showing the Browns game live. We've got a nice raffle. We've got a, Manchester, a really good prize for that. So if you're in the area, if you live in Manchester or Leeds or even Birmingham or wherever, um, do come along because they're great fun. Me and Nathan are going to travel up to the north. I know Nathan's a bit, a bit scared about that, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, do come along. Uh, the last one we had in London was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great, really good. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a huge game as well. And it's a huge game. And uh, if anything, mm. if the last game was anything to go by when we had a meet-up, Randy Bullock's, uh managed to nail... The game winner. A game winner as time expires. So uh, I'd take that on Sunday night. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the Red Deer Pub this Sunday. Browns game live. All good. There you go. Do you want to have a look at the playoff picture? Look at your professional. It's like NFL Network here, oh, man, isn't I it? I get so excited this time of year. Just I'm the sort to, of person... Just to give, just to give you a, an insight, uh, uh, listeners, Nathan <laughs> turned up early tonight. Not, I mean, uh, to put even more pressure on me, he turns up early, the, the only <laughs> night that I was I was hoping that he was going to be late. He bowls up in a suit, <laughs> and he's sitting there like some NFL Network dude going... Like Daniel Jeremiah. So let's have a look at the playoff picture. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, right, I've Nathan, got it all yes, written down here. Let's have, yeah, he's got he's got a notepad. He's got a very professional notepad. Exactly, you know. Right, I'm all okay. business tonight, Paul. You know. Yeah, I know. You are. You are You're always treating all... me keen, and like yeah. I've come back. Like, sorry, <laughs> treating me mean, and now I'm quite keen. You I know, know exactly. Um, so very I'll... impressive. Let, let's let Nathan. Let let let's have a look at the playoff picture. Okay. So I'm going to start it off. Go on. I think the Patriots have won their division. It's done. Oh, they will go in. Oh, stick your neck out on that one. Yeah. Why don't you? Bloody hell. <laughs> I think the Steelers have won the AFC North. I hate to say that, and when they were... Lo- Did you see the Steelers' result at the weekend? They were losing, weren't they? They were down like 16-17-0, turned it round yeah. and won it with like a second to go. Yeah. And by that, I think they're now... I think they're up to 7-2-1 th- or 7-3-1, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, or 6-3-1. I, I think, but I, they have got a few tricky games to come. They have. I think if they'd lost that, you could have sat there and said there's a weird one yeah, you know we could potentially get them but I don't think that's I think they're going to win the division I just, I just don't think we're good enough no we're not I don't think we're good enough but there's still a chance there's a Listeners. slight chance but I, I I think Pittsburgh I hate I'm going to get lynched for that but yeah. I think they've done it no I, I think that's a fair objective point you, you know, know no one no one no one likes the Steelers you know uh, you'd have to pull yeah. out two games on them I, I mean again the difficult. only hope I think is that uh, they lose some of the games that they I think they've got the Saints they have, coming up yeah they have and they've got they've got the 
Patriot. Yeah, they have. So you know, those are very losable. The way the yeah. Saints, you see, they they battered the, Mate, the Eagles. Ridiculous they are. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean the way well, they're looking. I mean they look like. A, but then, then like you've a, got like that game, game, that, that Rams uh, Chiefs game. I saw this. I've not seen any of action from that. But fifty four, fifty one. Are you kidding no, me? No, I know it's, it's that's insane, isn't it? Goodness me. But you've got. I think okay. the Steelers have done it. Yeah. I think the Texans will win their division. Yeah, Texans are looking really good this year, as I predicted. Yeah, actually. you did call that, and um, they went zero and three as well. It's a fair turnaround by Bill O'Brien. Yeah, amazing. Um, uh, it's been interesting to see the Jaguars not. Yeah, I mean not, they're done. I think, which I, is incredible. When you look at their team and what they've got, complete capitulation. I mean, who's the head coach there? Uh, Gus Marone, isn't it? Yeah, Doug uh, Marone. Doug, Doug Marone. Marone. I think he could be on the hot seat. Yeah, especially he with, is. A, with a team like that. Yeah, you know. Um, and the Chiefs have won their division, as we were talking about, again, pretty much. Again. That's uh, a very incisive piece of analysis yeah. by you. Well, the, char- the Chargers are still yeah, like know, two games. So you say that's all done, and then you look at the two wild card spots that are up for yeah. grabs, which one of which we'll be interested in. Yeah, the Chargers have got one of them sewn up. Yeah, they're I agree. seven I and agree. three. I, I don't think they're going to drop the ball. They've got a few easy games to come. Yeah. So really, it's between five teams, all of which at the moment are five and five. I'm going to rule anyone else out behind five and five. You got the Titans, the Colts, the Ravens. See, can I say, Titans are the, an interesting team. They've start. I don't know how they got on this week, but they got hammered by the Colts. Oh, did they? Yeah. Colts are playing, you know, much better than I know. actually that win against the Colts. Yeah. By us at the very start of the Didn't season. Didn't look much at the time, but, but actually, on the road as well. Actually, do you know what? That's probably a pretty good win. Yeah. Um, no, I know. And they're playing really well. And then you've got the Dolphins. So they're the five teams. We beat two of them. I and think the Dolphins aren't getting any better. They're, they've no, got a really awful situation f- at quarterback. A funny team, the Dolphins. And yeah. like you were saying, not a great quarterback situation. I don't think the Dolphins will be there at the end of the season. And then we've got to basically say we've got to beat the Ravens out in our division. We don't play the Ravens again. The Ravens don't play the Steelers again either. So that's going to be a tight one. I, I, I think we're in a bit of trouble because I think we've yeah. got to beat the four of these teams out and I mean we've got the Browns twice which is not the Browns of like the last two or three seasons where you'd say we'll win both of them but I think the game against the Raiders we should win I really think that's at home I'd be absolutely devastated if we didn't win <laughs> sure. that did they lose again this, this no they won they beat Arizona on the road oh, okay well, again um, that was Arizona you know and then we've got you know so you say them and the Browns you've got to win two of them you've got to basically win Browns, Denver, and the Denver Raiders. as well. Without a shadow of that, that takes us to. to eight and five, right? Yeah. And then we've got Pittsburgh, LA got, Chargers, and and the Browns again. Yeah. So it could come. To, I mean, we'll probably. I mean, let's face it. We're probably going to lose against the Chargers and the Steelers away, right? Yeah. So that's that's seven losses. Yeah. You've got to get nine and seven and hope the tiebreakers so favor you. So basically we have to beat the Browns twice. Yes, definitely. We have to in my you got to win the four games, the Browns twice, Denver, Oakland. Yeah. Even if you lost then against the Chargers and the Steelers, you get to nine and seven, you'd hold the tiebreaker over the Colts because you beat them. Yeah. You'd hold the tiebreaker over the Dolphins because you beat them. Yeah. And then it gets a bit messy with like Divisional conference wins and whatever else. Yeah, I I don't out of those teams as well. The irony is, is you look at the teams I said that I think have won the divisions: the Pats, Steelers, Texans, Chiefs, and the Chargers in the wild card. 
in my mind, those five teams are on a completely different level to the Titans, Colts, Ravens, Bengals and Dolphins. I have to agree with you. And I think looking at those five teams, I'm saying it's between for that last wildcard spot... I honestly think we could be at least we'd certainly at least challenge to be the best out of those teams. Yeah, the Dolphins are a, a shocking side. The Titans are so up and down. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I thought I mean they beat the Pats, didn't they? Yeah, so, and I just suddenly thought they'd they'd been playing well. The last Mike Vrabel's done. Everyone rates about him. And yeah, he's, he's doing very coach. well. But I, like you were saying, they they look to me like an eight and eight, nine and seven. Yeah, so you I never agree. quite know which. Team is going to all up. of them do. I mean, I don't think any of these those teams that are five and five will win ten games. Mm. So I think it's going to be like if you can get nine wins, and then you get the right run of the dice with the, the you know the head to heads and the whatever else is, and then you might get in. Yeah, and then it's going to be like how big are your balls when you take on those other five teams? Well, I mean, to be honest, it could be a one and done again yeah, against those could. teams, which is such a shame. But I, I take to, that though. I have to say. Reaching, I know what a lot of people. I I've recently started a new job, right? And there's a Pats bloke, uh, Pats fan. I made friends with a Pats fan in the office called Mo, and he's a <laughs> lovely guy, but he's a massive Pats fan. Got Tom Brady wallpaper on his screen and all the nine yards. And he's terrified about the Patriots going into the wild card game because that's never happened for the past yeah, ten yeah. years. But the the amount of that he gives me every week about Marvin Lewis. <laughs> who's that? Who's that? Uh, that a real? <laughs> who? What's his name? Who? Who? Stephen A. What's Stephen his name? A. Smith? What? Hate him. I mean, I don't He's hate so funny, many. Though. I don't hate many people. But I have genuine, genuine hatred for him. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a joke, and he's it, funny though. Well, I I get it, but he just gets paid to rant. You yeah. Know? And um, anyway, so he's he's like Mo loves this 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 dude, and um, he fully buys into this narrative that what the hell is Marvin Lewis still yeah, doing yeah, in a yeah. job when all they ever do is get to the playoffs? And I always counter that argument by. Well, how many times has your team got to the playoffs in the last 10 years? You can't really do that with him, can you? <laughs> well, no, no, not with him, I know. But um, but with like your average yeah, yeah. average Joe or Joanna NFL fan, you know. Mm. I think getting to the playoffs is, is an achievement because, you know, the rest of the 20-odd teams would like snap your hand off to get yeah, it. Yeah. So I think, I think the achievement that Marvin has, has, has made during his time as Bengals coach should be celebrated yeah but and there is always a but here obviously we haven't gone on to to do the business yeah I think this year if we make the playoffs I, with our injuries uh, our terrible defensive scheme in mm. the early part of the season yeah I think that will be one of his best achievements really yeah with the injuries as well as one of the key things I mean if we can get nine and seven, make the playoffs, even if we lose in the first round, I think he should keep his job. I think there's that's absolutely. I think if we win nine games, we don't make the playoffs. I think to turn around what we had last season, which was pretty diabolical, and turn it into a nine-win team, I think that is a good achievement. I think it's going to be a big challenge to get to nine wins, but I, I think even. But that if, is the challenge. That's the yeah, goal. It is that's nine wins to... is what you need. That's what you need. Yeah, I think I think ten wins is is a stretch unless. Who we got after the the Browns? 
the Raiders at home. If we can, no, the Bron- no, sorry, the Broncos, Broncos at home. If we can win those two games. Yeah. Suddenly we get a bit of momentum, mm. and you can see you can see how momentum works in the NFL. Yeah. If we can start getting a bit of momentum, then who knows? We might go into the Chargers. Well, the Chargers just lost against the Broncos. So they're not unbeatable. So the Broncos is suddenly looking a little bit Yeah, tougher. that's what I mean. So, you know, they're not unbeatable for sure. You know, so it is all a bit up... I mean, you've got to say that Chargers will be favourites for that game. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still all to play for. And, and that's why this Sunday, and that's like with the Ravens game. The Ravens game was such a big game, and this Sunday's such yeah. a big game. If we'd beaten the Ravens, you can say, looking at that, we're the 6-4 and four team... All those other teams are five and five, and the Ravens are four and six, and they'd have been done. So all of a sudden, it's not five teams; it's only four vying for the position, and we've got the game lead. And if you know, we'd only be half a game, a game behind Pittsburgh. So you'd be like, "Oh, we're in with a chance here." And this Sunday's a big game. Like, and I think that's the exciting thing about being an NFL fan: is if your team's in contention, and we are in contention, it's exciting. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of teams out there now, and like us last season, we do it. We started this podcast about a year ago. Well, I was going to say it reminds me a little bit of last. I mean, we. I think we were done last year though when we started it. Weirdly, are we playing better than we were last year? Yes, offensively, definitely. I think offensively, definitely, we're winning game. We you forget at the start of the season we were four and one. Yeah, yeah and if yeah. we'd beaten Pittsburgh when we were ahead with twelve seconds to go. We'd have been, I think, it was five and one, and really looked like one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. You know, you do forget that. Like, you know, things change quite quickly in the NFL in terms and of And we're getting a few, a few players back from injury. Green's obviously the big one. Yeah. I, I think Vigil I just, is. I like, just, yeah, but I mean, he's going to be better than Denard was back last week. He's always useful to have. Oh, it was was he yeah, back? He was oh, that, back. that's. A, I think yeah. that's a big comeback. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I yeah. think he's really good because, like, you know, McRae and uh, Dar- Darius Phillips. Mm. He's looked all right, actually, better than McRae, but he's obviously still got some learning to do. But, you know, that slot corner is a really important yeah, position is. in it the is. NFL now. So, I don't know, I think there is cause for optimism. I think it's getting squeaky bum time. I, f- yeah, I think it, it's getting I, to the business end of the season when yeah. when a lot of teams are like going, right, we need to do this to get to there. As silly as it sounds, and as basic as it sounds, a win would do the team so much good. Not just from the statistical on the scoreboard type thing, but confidence, but confidence, yeah, a belief, cohesion. Because I think the problem is, is you've lost four of your last five. A couple of those losses have been really bad losses that leave a bad taste in your mouth. You've had a firing of a coach. You brought someone in. There's been you know player only meetings. You just need, like you said, if we got those two wins, you could go on a roll. Yeah, the offense starts clicking. Mixon's back, Green's back. All of a sudden, you know, you got some skill players there. You know, Marvin Lewis gets the defense playing well. It's not impossible. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's a big it's, ask. But, it's easy yeah. to think after those games, the last couple of games, to get disheartened, and you know, people are calling for Marvin's head. People are calling for all sorts. Dalton to be, you know, give Jeff Driscoll a chance. And daft, yeah, you've got to just keep your nut together because as quickly as it's gone, I mean, at the start of the season it was great. Now it's shocking. There's still six games left. You know, there's still more than a third of this season to go, and we're in contention. So and that we would have we asked got, for that before. Yeah, we probably would have done. And again, it was like, you know, would you have taken that five and three going into the bye week? Would you take five and five? You know, still very much in playoff contention. I think sixty percent of people might have said yes coming into the season. Not so, more than that, I think. You know. Yeah. 
Well, there we go. It's squeaky bum time, as I say. It's 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 coming down to it, and it it's it starts this Sunday. Um, we we'll be back next week. I'm not quite sure what day it is yet. I'm not quite sure what day it is full stop. But um, <laughs> we will be back next week to review the Browns game. We uh, I think we're going to be speaking to Scott Gibb, uh, the uh, Bengals UK fan who's going over to the game this weekend. So we're going to be uh, speaking to him. We're going to be, hopefully, another special guest from the States, actually. And going forward in December, uh, we've got some guests lined up, which I hope that you'll enjoy. Um, We'll obviously uh, encourage you guys to carry on communicating and corresponding, and we'll try and give you as many shout-outs as possible. Shout-out to Stu Davis who uh, went to New York this weekend and, and watched the game with uh, uh, Big Jim Foster and his tailgating crew. Uh, that looked fantastic. Uh, I say Scott's going out this week. Any Anyone that's got any pictures of visits to, to Paul Brown Stadium, uh, then uh, tweet us uh, at today underscore UK um, or Bengals UK on Facebook. Drop drop us a line. It's always good to hear from you. And do come along this Sunday to the meetup because they're always fantastic fun. And uh, it'll be great to, to kind of watch the game with as many of you guys as possible. So do come along to Sheffield if you're in the area. Uh, so with that, uh, it's a who day from me. And a who day from me. We'll Cheers, guys. Speak to you next week. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.